0: We are boothin'.
1: Right, what's up y'all the Knights? What's up sound hounds? Welcome to Boothin'. You're in for a treat today. This episode was recorded live on location in Mile High, Denver, Colorado. Uh, I was visiting my good buddy Rich and we had a series of conversations um, that you're going to be hearing some selections from. Uh, the audio quality on this episode is going to be a little different from what you're used to, but I think it's entirely listenable. Um, I did want to say thank you to the Cry Addicts podcast. Uh, so that was uh, Alan, the producer, Ray, um, Maddie, and I think Marissa. I could be getting uh, one of the, the names wrong there. But thank you for letting us use your equipment. And without much further ado, let's get into these conversations when there is a really abrupt a topic change, you're going to hear some bumpers from Larry Jetson, who has produced music for the podcast. So um, this is kind of more of a uh, sound collage collected over a series of conversations, and I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, we talk about everything from, I mean, it literally, it's just a very wide uh, set of topics. I'm not even comfortable trying to box in endpoints because you might miss uh, some of the you know, hidden goodies in the crevices of the discussion. So anyways, uh, thanks for tuning in this week. There will be a freestyle at the end here um, that I'm about to record to kind of summarize my vacation. But uh, thanks for listening, and let's go. Let's get it. Go ahead put you a little dip in there. Welcome to Boothin'. This is a freestyle-oriented podcast in which... We wander from topic to topic, cover all the long and short distances in between, and at the end, I do some landscaping and trim the hedges of your brain with a freestyle based on the topics of the episode. Now, if you hear me get a little winded, it's because I'm in the, uh, I think this is the Mile High City, is that right? That's correct, yes. All right, and that uh, sultry voice you hear there, that is... My buddy, Rich, who is going to be the guest on uh, episode 34 of Bootham.
0: Thank you for having me. Glad to be here.
1: Thank you. And uh, although you know me, of course, because you've welcomed me into your home here. Uh, I am y'all, y'all. That's you all twice over. But let's uh, let's hop into it. So we're in Denver and um, <clears throat> both of us are from Wayne County. Is that correct? Is that where you're from originally? Yeah, I, I'm, that's where I grew up.
0: I was born in Turkey, the country, but the country. Yes, there's a because there's a Turkey in North Carolina too. <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify,
1: yeah, I, that makes sense. I mean, there's a there's a lot of turkeys in North Carolina. Well, so why why'd you end up moving out here? Um,
0: we, uh, my wife and I, are both from North Carolina for the most part, uh, around the same area as you in Wayne County. Um. And uh, been working in heat and air for about seven years now and um, moved on from a distributor to my current position and just got a good job opportunity out here and we were looking for a change of pace. Something new, something a little... Uh, neat. My wife did a, um, one of those ancestry.com. Right, right. Where they track your your lineage back and nobody in her track had ever crossed the Mississippi as like where they lived or where they were registered on Ancestry or whatever. So it was kind of one of those things. We were just like, let's go. So we packed everything up and saved a little money and drove out here in our cars with uh, both of our cats. It's pretty
1: uh, romantic, just going out to the middle of nowhere where neither of you have ever... Sounds romantic, but
0: in execution, it was uh, hot and uh, laborious.
1: Yeah, let's talk a little bit about uh, the cats. So, two of uh, my fellow roommates this week over here in Denver. Uh, Let's start with the big guy over here.
0: Um, Bustopher Darnell Jones. He is a 16-pound tuxedo beast and uh happens to be one of my oldest friends i think you've known him since i mean you've known him six this years um and then we have uh charlie cream sweet cream <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he's uh busfer is going on 11 and i think charlie is four
1: they are fluffy kids. So, did you have to uh, sedate them to get them across the country?
0: No, actually, we um we we have this like a uh, carrier. It's really like a pop up tent that went in the back of my Crown Vic. Like the whole back seat was theirs, and when we had their food in one floorboard and their litter box in another floorboard. And uh we drove separate, but we had radios to talk on the whole time. We never got separated, but I had the cats with me, and she had some, some of our stuff in her Jeep. Now, why radios instead of cell phones? Because a radio is one click, and you you never lose radio service if you're close enough. I don't know about
1: that. It's true. Very true. I have some divine intervention. That's why the police use them. Well, it's pretty spooky out here, man. There's a lot of... You know, a lot of space lore, a lot of alien myths. Oh, I've myths. seen
0: them. I've seen them. Really? Yeah.
1: What happened? Tell me about that.
0: I, I'm not I'm not at liberty to discuss it, uh, actually. If tea. it got out that I was just freewheeling the info that I have. Right, just catching Uber
1: rides and flying saucers. <laughs> exactly.
0: I mean, <laughs> it's something to the tune of that.
1: Well, you know, I mean, it's old news by now. But with the uh, Navy coming out and saying uh, they had that footage, have you heard about that? Yeah, the
0: the tic tac shaped objects.
1: Is that the, Yeah, like the they're little zooming small. around. Yeah. What do, you, what do you? I mean, what do you think that is? It's definitely aliens, man. So you're a hundred percent on the alien train. No,
0: I mean, it, oh. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'd be inclined to believe they're real, but more than likely, it's just. Um, some uh, technology we don't know about yet.
1: I know when I was in school and I don't know, maybe this was just unique to me, but it seems like a trope of movies. Um, I had a skill set for the, you know, some teachers get real distracted. Mm-hmm. So you could just ask a question in the last like 10 minutes of class and you're like, "Oh, that you know, this fool's going to be rambling on and this then this will
0: carry us through." Right,
1: this will carry <laughs> us through and then they forget to give you the homework.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh that used to be something my friends and I would purposefully try to do. Um I was I was in, a brat in school. They worked, in, really? In high school. Oh yeah. It's cuz you were the king. Yeah, right. King of the Creek, King of Spring hike Gators, baby. That ten year reunion was something else. Did you go to yours?
0: No, I don't even know. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't go. But being off social media, I, I'm sh- like, I'm sure they probably thought I was dead too.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, <laughs> a buddy who's actually called into the show and emailed in one of the OG Yallah uh the sound hound Houstine, aka Justin, um, saw a picture of me hanging out with Rich and he's like, Is that Sweet. Rich? Oh <laughs> uh, well, and I can edit the full name if need be. Anyways, he's like, I thought that guy was dead. You I'm were, not <laughs> You're just not on social media. Yeah. What uh what do you think? Like you're one of the first people I knew to kinda unplug.
0: I don't know, man. I mean, I, I was a fan of it and I think it's like anything else with the internet. You know, we grew up from, like, I remember when we didn't have a computer in our house and I remember I, you know, I was old enough to remember our first computer. Right. And I think it had like a whopping 500 megabytes of storage on it. And really the only thing, I mean, that was back before, that was like Encarta. You remember Encarta? It was like no, free. No, you don't no. remember Encarta? It was like the encyclopedia on a disc. Oh, no. My
1: parents weren't buying any encyclopedias. Oh. And dragged me to the library. I think it came free with our compact Presario. It was on the backside of your AOL internet yeah. CD-ROM. <laughs>
0: yeah. Dude, they mailed millions and millions of those things out.
1: Oh, I, yeah. I had a cousin who became addicted to dial-up internet pornography. Uh and he would just get like multiple AOL trials and sign up my grandma for internet when uh she wasn't she didn't even know hardly like what the internet was. And so then it get like unplugged and his claim was that he'd get another disc and that it would still work. Hmm. So, you know, he was he was slanging them. The like NSF dub jiffies it's around.
0: A, like a, it's a very uh, that, is, that is an addiction that takes a lot of
1: patience. Oh, absolutely. yeah. You know, <laughs> this is such an instant gratification culture. This is the same uh, guy. And I'm not going to mention my name, but because uh, if you're listening, I do love you. But he got kicked out of uh, Boy Scout camp because he had a, uh, a floppy disk with adult images saved to it.
0: That's commitment.
1: yeah I mean that's just one one lesser step than like carrying around a scroll (laughs) that has like a a magazine at that point
0: what uh what were you saying about coming out here yeah um
1: yeah I failed out of grad school
0: Where were you going to grad school?
1: I I was in a master's in the arts of teaching program at UNC Chapel Hill.
0: This was before we met.
1: Yeah, like uh, the the year before we met. So like 2012 is basically I just went to the uh, program in fall of that year. It would have been a year and a half. And the only reason I signed up to do it is uh, I was a North Carolina teaching fellow. And they had no high school English education major. So you sign an agreement when you get the quote-unquote scholarship through teaching fellows that uh, you will do a Master's in the arts of teaching in your subject area, or else you default on the scholarship, and it comes back as a loan. So I got you. You know, I lost my mind a little bit for uh, for, you know, like a it was like a 28,500 dollar mistake uh but you know i got all weird and depressed and then my buddy hauser who uh created the show artwork shout out hauser staying safe out there in korea he uh was working in telluride colorado and it was one of those things where he was like come on down man and i know he meant the invitation but i don't think he thought i would make it because i was broke So I rode a Greyhound bus from Raleigh, I believe, is where I got on board Raleigh to, I want to say Telluride, but it might have been a town close to that, which is very different from that. That's when I told you, like, I was like, I don't feel like I'm in the mountains uh, when I'm here unless we're like driving around. Yeah. But like when I just step on your porch. I'm, I'm not, no diss. It's just that I don't feel like I'm in the mountains. I know. No, because we're, we're
0: not. I mean that's fair. We're not. Right. We're on the plane.
1: Okay, but all the Colorado iconography has mountains in it.
0: Yeah, just like all the North Carolina iconography has basketball in it because we, you, you, you gotta you gotta lead with your winning with your winning team there. Colorado's got cool mountains. Yeah. I guess North Carolina has the beach too.
1: Well, you know, I love North Carolina But it's been nice to be out here On vacation But yeah, I, uh, I rode a Greyhound for It was like two full days, I believe Or it maybe like a day Like 1.7 days
0: That is a long way
1: um, We took the uh, route, I think it was 40 Maybe that goes through Kansas and uh, I think that's 70 Missouri And St. Louis We stopped there And we stopped somewhere in uh, Missouri. I can't remember.
0: Probably Kansas City.
1: Yeah, and there was a stretch in the Midwest. Yeah, we did stop at Kansas City as well. And there was a stretch through the Midwest where I was stuck sitting next to the bathroom. Oh, gosh. Which on a Greyhound is, you know, I mean, hey, look, I was riding the Greyhound, so I'm not speaking in judgment of people because we were all broke trying to get somewhere, but... It's definitely just a unique pot Things happen on a Greyhound that just don't happen on an airplane. Like legally, you know, are much more difficult to happen. Oh, I'm sure. Saw so a lot of, you know, shady handshakes and every stop. You know, whenever they pick up the new recruits, it's uh.
0: Is there like a get to know you, uh, like the new guys on for? The, so from from North Carolina to St. Louis. Yeah, and then somebody gets on in St. Louis and is all happy to be on the bus and want to talk to everybody. Or... My
1: name is Steven. Yeah, I like to dance. Yeah, welcome to the bus. Yeah, give me a chance. Shabuya. Uh, uh. No, uh, there's just there. There's always somebody trying to talk too much. It's probably one of the things I like the most about having some Bluetooth in ear headphones. It's just uh, I'm not like my mom's the type of person that will probably listen to what anybody says with an intent and kind ear and talk to them. But I'm not really into that as much.
0: No, I'm not either. And I, I if I hear somebody say some dumb stuff, I will, I, I get a little upset for the, me, me having heard it. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like if you overhear them saying something stupid to someone else.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, why did you put that in my brain?
1: You don't like that. I love it. I love eavesdropping.
0: I I mean I I do sometimes but more often than not it's a burden that I that I'm a, that I have to reckon with what was said.
1: Oh yeah, you're an empath. You those, feel what they feel. I don't, I don't know, know. About that but I don't know. Well, you're a Leah, right? We've been over this. Yeah. Leah Squad. I know how much astrology means to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, sir.
1: Yeah, you know. Anyway,
0: Greyhound bus right raleigh to tell you Rod, how long were you here
1: oh god it was almost three weeks um but yeah it took a long time and it was in like january or february
0: so it was it was it was snowing
1: yeah it was snowing um we had to go through like veil vale to get there um, vale Pass. yeah and uh and that's when i found out that um, you know, somebody who was at that point, almost 300 pounds should not be snowboarding.
0: I've never snowboarded. I've skied, but I've never been snowboarding. Nah,
1: dude, don't do it. Um, unless you're like gifted as a skateboarder or something, cause that snow ain't as soft as people like no, to imagine. No, you, you <laughs> the amount of speed that you can pick up is, is fright. Yeah. As a bigger guy. Yeah. But, um, but this is a very different side of Colorado. We've been fishing almost every day. Yeah, Yeah, we've fished
0: quite a bit. Haven't caught a whole lot, but it's been, uh, that's why they don't call it catching.
1: I, I'd never, uh, I never thought that I'd be into fishing, but I had a lot of fun this week doing it with you.
0: Yeah. And it's nice, man. I mean, it's a, you know, low startup cost hobby and it gets you outside, gets you in fresh air. And I, I mean, it's, uh the current times we live in, I don't know if I've ever been within six feet of somebody when I'm fishing.
1: (laughs) I mean, what do you think about all these remakes? You know, like I feel like when we were kids, we had a lot of remakes, Uh, you know, even things like Flubber or,
0: it's funny, I was just uh, thinking about Flubber.
1: Yeah. Have they remade Flubber? No. I feel like any Robin Williams properties are tough to yeah. justify, you know.
0: And Flubber himself has not done a lot of work since then.
1: No. I no. mean, that was kind of the peak of his career. No, but his kids are uh, pretty successful. Oh, are um, they? Yeah, I don't know. You've seen the Mucinex commercials. Those are his kids. Yes. Um, absolutely.
0: I did not know that.
1: Yeah, it's a little known fact. Um, but, you know, kind of uh, boxed in. Well, I'm glad they're at least
0: staying in the business. <laughs> The bus back?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That's
0: the worst part.
1: Absolutely, because then you're just you're going back home.
0: Yeah, there's a, you're not looking forward to the other
1: end, right? And I lied to my mom the whole time I was out there. She didn't know I was in uh, Colorado. She thought I was looking for a job um, in Chapel Hill. Slimy. So then, the way my parents found out I'd been to Colorado, much like you, they didn't know until. <laughs> A year or two ago, is somehow we were talking about like sports arenas, and I said that I'd seen the uh, Kansas City Royals uh, stadium, uh-huh. and my dad was like, "When did you see that?" <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, I uh, I went to Telluride to stay with Hauser for like three weeks." <laughs> wah, wah, wah. I mean, I was a late adapter to the smartphone game. Two years ago, I got
0: uh, I wasn't that late. got
1: my first one.
0: What were we using before that?
1: Just a phone. Like a phone that actually had pretty sweet, like it would slide out. One was a uh, LG Rumor Reflex or something like that. It had the slide out ASDF keyboard. Nice. and uh, Oh, yeah. You know, I keeps it proper on my ones and twos. Shout out Mavis Beacon.
0: I had a uh, typing teacher in fourth grade who would... She would be reading our typing stuff to us, and she would say, uh, I'll never forget it. I, she would say it like this. She'd say, Ara, Ara, semicolon, semicolon, Ara, Ara, semicolon, semicolon. Like, try telling us what to type.
1: Oh, well. Ara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we'd do Mavis Beacon. Are you sure she just wasn't, uh, you know, beatboxing? Ara, Ara. Maybe. semicolon, semicolon. Space. Space. Yeah, I was the only kid in my sixth grade class who picked up typing skills. They just put us in a little trailer at a Carter Car- Christian, which is a no longer in existence mega church affiliate. But um, yeah, I was the only little nerd that actually was typing, and everybody else was just probably hanging out and picking on me. <laughs> <laughs> I was not a very popular sixth grader, but that's fine. Y'all, y'all can type you good. Yeah. Y'all, y'all can type 20 words, man.
0: I'm really, I'm good at. I spend more time. I thought like anyone who writes a lot of emails, I think I spend more time backspacing. Like if if I miss type a word, I'll just backspace the whole the whole word and correct it instead of like finish it and let it autocorrect. But I don't know. I, I type fast enough. Get the job done.
1: I mean, you're not stenographer material, but you'll, you'll get it done. You don't know that. Pet justice. Yeah. Let's talk about that.
0: There's a new hit show on Amazon prime called Gary Busey pet judge. Where he deals out the pet justice like hot flapjacks.
1: Yes, hot flapjacks could be made on his uh, dentures. Yes, Those things are huge and pearly and sizzling.
0: But pet you get the, justice. Pet justice. If you get the yeah. chance, check out Gary Busey Pet Judge. Not a paid plug, but definitely worth the watch.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like if... Uh, Judge Judy and uh, the Eric Andre show kind of, you know.
0: He never has any bird law cases though.
1: Laid upside one another for a little while. Yeah, no bird law. Uh, So, but your theory is that he's oblivious.
0: I, I think he's as oblivious as Gary Busey is when people ask him to do something. And he doesn't care. Like I mean he's in on the joke of Gary Busey but he is not joking about being Gary Busey.
1: Right, he seems to really care and the best part uh, and this is is on Amazon Prime if you're going to look for some good bad television is like whenever they bring in the animals he's uh, always like oh let's oh let's see that turtle. Like, he always
0: him. has to inspect them too.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And he has like a bailiff who's like one of the least professional courtroom bailiffs I've ever. <laughs> I mean, the kid's definitely like 20 at most. Yeah. You know, I knew a guy who uh, ended up being a bailiff um, because he was a cop. But they wouldn't let him be a regular cop because he was on antidepressants.
0: So they let him be a bailiff? Yeah. I mean,
1: I mean, it just always seemed kind of messed up to me that, uh and I mean, I guess not everyone's fit for every job, but I like, you know, a guy who's trying to better himself can't have the job he wants because instead of, you know, pushing everything down and until yeah. it became an issue, he, he sought help. Yeah. So I just always thought that was kind of
0: That's interesting. It's like,
1: oh it. yeah, we'd rather have our.
0: We want them out there, and we want them crazy. All
1: right. Thank you for listening to Boothin'. Uh, Rich, thank you for joining us today.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: And thank you for hosting uh, what's been maybe uh, my most redonkulous vacation to date in my 30 years of life. Pet justice. All right. I'm going to go ahead and get the instrumental queued up here. Um I'm actually recording this freestyle after I've returned, and I'll try and fill in some gaps about the vacation that I didn't get a chance to address during my discussions with Rich. Thank you so much for listening. Lego Jolly statues on the beat, and as for the ones and twos in between, it's me. Y'all y'all, your favorite rapping podcaster MC. The product of, you know, little to no envy And I am not pretending But even if I had a wound in my past I mended I went to see my boy Rich out in Colorado Meaning that they gotta say that I am not the rider I didn't take a Greyhound bus this time But took one my first time, it was a long trip Kinda strange like the Grateful Dead But I'm grateful to be living, I isn't it? Instead, I'm standing in between the future and the past Achieving all my my dreams Mumbling Mushmouth Hush now I don't bust down I let the beat build back up Like the tower of babble Rouser, rouser, rabble, rabble I'm feeling like a, you know college educated be rabbit i see the future i'm a hunter get the bow wounded get the blade ended they tell me that the story like that big fluffy beast never ending the big fluffy beast kind of like buster for jones 16 pound tuxedo cat holding his own i love the mile high city even if it's hard to breathe in and get with it I went there and found out I love fishing. I took a break from my fasting intermittent, but I'm back on it. And honestly, nothing harder than being honest. When it comes to breaking promises, I hit them like boards from a black belt, absorb mistakes. And I shake this feeling that once again with friends, I will not get back to where we were for, for all. Oh, uh, this COVID-19 things came in stepped in cold. This ain't no ice cream cone that we've been licking. This is a pandemic with which we've been sticking. Wear my mask in public, wear my mask on the train. Sometimes I wish that I could have a mask for my brain because I felt a little stupider, just eavesdropping. They told me that I have to have a little better option. A better little option? Feeling like I'm cricket. Plow to the brain. They call me Will Smith and men in black again. I ain't attacking these hack comedians or none of their friends. I stayed in my own lane, circumvent the highway, and I drive in the gutter. I'm reaching the rudder. Spit this flame at the beat with rubber. it be melting. As for that, I see it bubbling. I brought it back like monkey trouble on VHS. Uh, Stack of tapes in a different deck I feel like magic I get respect, but Maybe I don't I don't know, you know <clears throat> And as for the overestimation Of my own skill set I tell you, It happens but you know. It's a reach just to see me preach But not practice And see me teach But not learn I guess what I'm saying is You're gonna learn You're gonna have to put your mind through the time and steps that it takes to earn Mental facilities to keep it inside like I urn But don't let that knowledge die, don't let it go get burned And stash inside your closet, inside of an urn If you make a mistake, then you best own up to it uh. And I was at the party trying to give my red cup kisses <laughs> uh course be hitting different in denver it's coming from that golden omen they told me that i'm trying to be a shaman not a showman i'm acting like i don't know when i know damn well what that mean when they tell me that i'm open for literary business So if I ever die and see my grandmother in a place called heaven, then I'll just blow her kisses and say thanks for the meaning and thanks for the message. But as for the afterlife, I am second guessing. They say I'm pretending that I am the best at podcasting and rapping. I do not trust that this is my investment into my future, trying to keep it before I go and flow into a new computer, a new computer. I got that old one. Shout out the it was all rude and golden. So before I hop off the mic, let me thank you not once, twice, thrice, or four qu- times. I don't know the different term for four, but I observed the soda that had fallen on the floor of the floorboards of my '97 Ford Focus. They tell me not to open, but I'm open. It's y'all, y'all. All right. Thank you for listening to the Boothin Podcast. This has been episode trip zip 34. I think I'm going to call this one a semicolon. A big thank you to Rich for opening up his home and his heart to the Boothin family out there listening. Speaking of Boothin family, I'd like to thank Larry Jetson for the instrumental you hear right now and the bumpers in between the different topics of conversation. At the top of the show, we had our classic intro theme by Self Help out of Boone, North Carolina. And to capstone the episode, we had a freestyle instrumental produced by Jolly Statue, uh, who resides in Asheville, North Carolina. I'm going to put links to all their stuff in the show notes. If you want to call the booth line... That's 910-718-4442. If you want to make it on next week's episode with a question or comment, again, that's the booth line. Leave a message. I will not pick up. It just goes straight to the booth and voicemail. 910-718-4442. Until next Wednesday, just in time for the sunrise to get real nosy in the middle of your week. We are boothing.